Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope this message finds everybody doing fantastic. And I wanted to start off just saying that, again, I'm so thankful for everybody that listens. I really appreciate it. We're on the push for 100,000 total downloads. So if you've only listened to a few episodes, please go out and listen to a lot of the past episodes. There's a lot of good information in there, and I hope you enjoy it. And I hope it helps you, your spouse, your significant other, or parents, caregivers, whoever that is also experiencing this disease with you. So with that, today, I want to tackle a topic that is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people, and it is obesity, as you can see by the title of this. And one of the things I see a lot as I see message posted on the different Facebook forums is I see people come on and say, oh, my rheumatologist told me to just lose weight. Oh, all they want to do is fat shame me or whatever terminologies that they want to imply. And really, I never paid a lot of attention, but I started doing some research and it appears that there's numerous studies going on in countries around the world linking and discussing obesity and the level of activity or the level of pain that you experience with ankylosing spondylitis or axial spondyloarthritis, whatever term you'd like to use in this case. Studies were done using the terms cross, so I'm going to go back and forth using both terms. So it's very interesting when you look at the world as a whole, there's only a few countries that have obesity rates in the single digits. Places like Vietnam and India were pretty much the lowest uh, in low single digits for the level of people in the countries that are obese. But then you get to places like the United States where I'm located and you're looking at obesity rates that are in excess of 35%, 36% of the adults in the United States are obese. So if you think about that and correlate it to patients with axial spondyloarthritis, it just stands to reason that that level of obesity can make our condition worse. Very understandable why a doctor will tell you, lose weight. You know, the doctors tell me that I, I'm obese. I've got the perfect weight if I'm about eight foot tall. But barring me having some large growth spurt here in the next, oh, two to three weeks, my other option is to lose weight. In my case, losing weight is also very important because I've had multiple hip replacements. And so that extra weight puts that much more burden on my hips to have to carry that weight. And my hips are already damaged, already not as strong as natural hips. So I know what I need to do. I just, I've unfortunately been lazy and not done what I need to do to lose the weight. Um, In some cases, I've actually even put on some weight. So I know the challenges that go along with it. And I thought I would go over and review a couple of these interesting articles that came out discussing obesity. Again, I know it's the topic nobody wants to address, but it's the topic that needs to be addressed. It's something that we as patients with axial spondyloarthritis need to be just super aware of. So let's take a look at this first study that was done. And this article was released 
in the Journal of Rheumatology in March of 2022. So it's extremely recent. And it's called Central Obesity and Axial Spondyloarthritis: The Missing Link to Understanding Worse Outcomes in Women. Full disclosure, central obesity is the carrying the extra weight right around midsection. And that's exactly where I carry mine as well. And I know it creates issues with my lower back, which is already messed up from the axial spondyloarthritis. So again, I know what needs to be done. I just don't know what it's going to take to get me to do it. That's been the big challenge. So they looked at here that the objective of this abstract was to determine the prevalence of central obesity and axial spondyloarthritis and its effect on disease-related outcomes and how this differs between sexes. Well, the methods that they used, the data were extracted from the Ankylosing Spondylitis Registry of Ireland. Patients with physical measurements for the calculation of anthropomorphic measures were included. BMI and waist-to-hip ratio were used to compare classifications of obesity. Comparison analysis based on sex and central obesity were carried out. Multivariature analysis examined the effects of those factors on the following patient-reported outcomes. So basically, they looked at from head to toe how you ranked, where you were at as far as the measurements, where you were carrying your weight. And that's what they used to help get a better idea of how it was affecting people. The results were interesting. In total, they looked at 753 patients in the analysis. Of these patients, 29.6% were classified as obese based on their BMI, and 41% were classified as centrally obese when they looked at their waist-to-hip ratio. And I think that's the important one, is looking at that waist-to-hip ratio as far as how it affects us. The prevalence of central obesity was significantly higher among women with axial spondyloarthritis compared to men, 71% versus 29%. Central obesity had a clear effect on patient outcomes regardless of sex. Presence of central obesity was associated with significantly worse BASFI scores. So the basic conclusion they came up with was there was a high prevalence of central obesity as assessed by the weight-to-hip ratio in axial spondyloarthritis, most notably among women. This modifiable comorbidity was significantly associated with worse quality of life, greater impairment of functional ability, and a trend towards worse disease activity. Regular use of the weight-hip ratio to screen for central obesity as part of the axial spondyloarthritis assessment would provide an opportunity for prompt identification intervention for at-risk patients. In essence, they looked at all the patients and said, based upon the extra weight you're carrying, is it affecting you in this, this, and this? And all of this came back to lower qualities of life, worse outcomes with uh, your situation as far as pain, and we know this. I've talked to numerous people through the years with this show, and I encourage you to go back and listen to the episode on yoga for AS. Listen to Jamie and Jeff talk about the benefits of doing yoga, the benefits of exercise. I've talked to myself about if you're not getting much exercise, getting up and moving around, doing whatever you can do, cutting out processed foods if you can, reducing the amount of processed foods if you find that you can't cut them out completely, but getting more healthy fruits, vegetables, things of that nature into your diet to supplement and get rid of things like chips, popcorn, you know, sodas, all of that stuff that's just terrible for us with axial spondyloarthritis. The more you can cut sugar out of your diet, the more you should be able to help to reverse some of this. You know, the thing with obesity, especially if you develop it, say like a level two diabetes, is that's completely reversible. You can get yourself 
yourself off the medications for that by just controlling your weight. I take a high blood pressure and high cholesterol. I know that if I lose weight, I can probably come off those medications or go to lower doses. So we need to come up with a support group. We need to all figure out how we can all work with one another to not look at it as a negative when the doctor says you need to lose weight. They're not telling you that to be rude and you shouldn't take it as the doctor telling you that to be rude. So if the doctor tells you to lose weight, you shouldn't look at that as them being rude. The doctor is trying to get a better treatment plan in place for you to bring down that level of disease activity to make sure that your body can work as best as it can. We're already dealing with a body that doesn't want to do what we need it to do on a daily basis. So that excess weight is really going to turn around and slow up and limit what we can do. So I know it's again a topic that nobody wants to talk about, but when we're seeing such a national epidemic of obesity in industrialized countries, when we're talking 30% or more of a population that is morbidly obese, we've got issues and that has to be addressed. We might not like to be addressing it, but it's got to be addressed. And that's one of the things I want to try and look and get a support group going, figure out how to do this. But we all need to hold each other accountable and push to be the best that we can all be. Whether that means you lose one pound, five pounds, or 50 pounds, doesn't matter. The real benefit is putting your life in order and getting control to help get control of this condition. So I'm going to keep today's episode short. I'm going to encourage you to go and listen to one of the first episodes I did with Vinny Tortorich. Also, I did some episodes recently where we had a gentleman that talked about eating and diet and the use of foods and vitamins and everything and really went in depth on the level of knowledge. So there's so many good past episodes. Please go out there, listen to them. And then as you go forward, if you have questions, reach out to me through the Living with Ankylosing Spondylitis Forum or any of the other ones that I'm on. And let's see if we can't put together some type of a support group to start to hold each other accountable. And with that, I hope everybody has a wonderful week and I look forward to talking to you next week. Take care.